I can't tell you how long I've been waiting for the day for a challenge slow clap. How are you guys doing? Good. I love it. So FCA crowd, where are you at? All right, so I told the people here when I mic checked earlier about this like meme or whatever that I saw, and it was talking about like why do people celebrate more when their team scores a touchdown when it, than when there's like a really good point in a sermon, or like in you know like in worship, like why aren't we more excited for worship than when a, our team scores a touchdown? So I want to encourage you guys to uh, you know have fun, be excited with worship, get into it. I saw some people getting into it with me, and that was fun. Um, hey, I'm stoked to be with you guys. I'm I'm really excited to get to share a few thoughts with you um, on this idea of identity, right? Can someone read me the front of your, uh, your outline? What does that say on the front? Nice and loud. Who we, who we are and who we can become. That's what we're talking about, right? And tonight I want to talk about how we can become confident. Confident. Anyone here want to be confident? Yeah, so think, think for a second, though. What are some things that make you feel confident? Maybe it's attention through social media, a compliment from a guy or a girl you like, good grades, winning in spike ball or sports or whatever, you know, winning in FIFA or something, uh, feeling good, looking good. For a lot of people, it's success, status, popularity, money. But confidence is an interesting thing because we all want to be confident, but we all struggle to feel confident. And most of us put our confidence in kind of weird things, right? Like to put our confidence in winning a sport or in what a friend thinks of us, like that's, that's going to fall apart pretty quick. And, and, and confidence just becomes a struggle, right? Anyone agree with me? Yeah? Yeah, confidence is a struggle. Like, when was the last time you had your confidence shaken? Like 10 minutes ago? Honestly, maybe not because we were worshiping, but 15 minutes ago, probably. Like, if you look at Snap, you'll probably see someone's highlight reel of a life, and immediately you feel insecure or inadequate. Now you don't feel confident. Maybe you have some friendships that are on the rocks, and that's rocking your confidence. Maybe you've had a life dream derailed. Maybe you've made a mistake in life. That's, that's robbed you of something that you hoped for or has left you feeling guilty and ashamed. There, there are so many reasons why we struggle with confidence, so many things that get in our head and they affect the way that we think and the way that we live. And on top of all of this, we don't even know if we're supposed to feel confident. Like, is it a good thing to be confident? Is it humble to not be confident? Like, should I try not to be confident? Anyone know, should I try not to be confident? I don't know. For one reason or another, our confidence is, is easily shaken. We end up living insecure lives. We live insecure lives because of some shame or guilt, or we're afraid of failing, or we're worried about what people will think of us, or we live in, with insecure lives because of our per perception of how capable or gifted we are. Like, it's a total disaster waiting to happen in our heads, and it could paralyze our lives to the point of being totally insignificant and unsatisfying. So here's the crux of it all, though, if you're a Christian. If I operate out of my insecurity, I am discounting the work of Jesus Christ for me and through me and living against my identity in him. If I humble myself to what Jesus has done for me and what he can do through me, then I'll live with real confidence. And that's what we want. Real confidence is a matter of trust, faith, and surrender 
to Jesus Christ. Real confidence isn't based on my friends or my status. It won't be found through false humility, and it can't be attained by comparisons. Real confidence is the antithesis of pride and is only available through Jesus Christ. And that's what I want to talk about tonight. I want to set you up to live with real Christ confidence so that you can bring joy to the people that are around you in your lives, so that you can shift the culture of the space that you're in, so that you can experience the most fulfilling life that is only available through Jesus Christ. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. But first, let's pray together. God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the power that is found in your word, the promised power that is there tonight. And as we seek you and your word, if we yield to you, we will change. Jesus said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. And my prayer tonight is that every single one of us would be hungry and thirsty for righteousness that we would have a sense of desperation, clinging to your word, building it into our lives, walking away tonight, changed. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would work in each of our hearts tonight, that you would transform us from within, and that you would use us to transform the world that's around us, God, and all for your glory. We pray that in Jesus' name, amen. So reasons for real confidence. You guys have this in your notes. There's a couple of blanks there. Uh, I'm just going to talk about it for a couple of minutes. Reasons for real confidence. Number one, I am confident because of who I am in Christ. I'm confident because of who I am in Christ. Other than Jesus Christ, you don't have any reason for confidence. 1 Timothy 1.15 says, This is a trustworthy saying, worthy of full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. You're like, "Uh, Brian, I thought you were going to talk about confidence. How is saying you're the worst confident? I feel you, but hear me out on this, okay? I've made terrible mistakes in life. Has anyone else? Can I get a show of hands? So only some of you. Wow, I'm impressed. I've failed in ways that have caused frustration for myself and for others. I've failed in ways that have left me feeling a significant, long-lasting heaviness and burden. I mean, there have been times where I couldn't even walk in the same room as some people because of choices that I have made. I have a long list of reasons why I shouldn't be confident. And maybe you felt that way before. Maybe there's something right now. I haven't even said it yet. And you already know it's shaking your confidence. Maybe that's you tonight. I wrestle with this, and I have to continually rely on the truth that I find in God's word. I don't feel worthy to stand here and preach to you tonight. I don't feel worthy to stand here and share from God's word with you. I struggle with that. But write this down. If I were to live my future based on my past, I would totally miss what God wants to do through my life. If I were to live my future based on my past, I would totally miss what God wants to do in my life. Because of who I am in Christ, I can live confidently obedient to God's commands on my life. So not only can I stand here and preach confidently God's word to you tonight, I actually believe that God's grace overflows so far beyond any mistake that I've ever made that I can be a source of his grace to you. 
His grace is so overwhelming in my life that it overflows from me to you as I share with you. And that's not me, that's just God. Not only am I allowed to walk confidently forward into the future that God has for me, but I am anointed to walk into a future of his purpose through my life. And the most beautiful thing about that is that's true of you too. Through Jesus Christ, no matter what's been holding you back, you can walk confidently forward in faith because of who you are in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 21 says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's trespasses against them, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Be reconciled to God and you can have confidence. Because it says here at the end, God made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. That's your ID right there. That you could become the righteousness of God. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. You are totally washed and renewed by the Holy Spirit. You are not the same anymore. You are not reformed or rehabilitated or re-educated. You are recreated in him. The old has completely passed away and now you can embrace the new you that God really made you to be. All of the best parts of how God has designed you, you can live that out in him, in his grace. Because God made him who never sinned to be sin for us so that in him we might become his righteousness that you could become his righteousness. That's your reputation as far as God's concerned. If you are a Christian today and have accepted the forgiveness of Jesus Christ, he sees you as his righteousness. He took on your mistakes and your failures so that you could take on his righteousness and his way of life. So now when you sense the weight of sin on your life, God sees the weight of the cross being carried by Jesus Christ. When you feel the burden of sin in your life, God sees the wounds and the death and the resurrection of Jesus. And he looks at that and he says, that's enough. I've paid enough for you. Jesus is enough for you. In 1 Peter 2.24, it says, he personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. Let me read that again. He personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. This should change our lives. By his wounds, you are healed. By his wounds, you have a new identity. You can have confidence. 
So now my past failures don't have to shake my confidence. My future failures won't shake my confidence. What others think about who I am or who I have been doesn't shake my confidence because my King, Jesus Christ, has died for me and covered me in his grace. My sin is cast as far as the East is from the West. So there is now only one person who dictates my worth and my worthiness. And it is not you. It is not me. It is Jesus Christ. And he bought me at a very high price. Come on. I need that. I need to live by that. I can be confident because of that. Your identity is secured in him. So you can choose to walk confidently in that. You can choose to repent and be changed by him and to live confidently for him. And I don't mean by that, that you just say you're a Christian and you'll become confident. I mean, choose to let your identity, you can write this part down too. I mean to choose to let your identity, your actions and your attitude be dictated by who you are in Christ. I need to choose to let my identity, my actions and my attitude be dictated by who I am in Christ. That's what it means to be confident because of who you are in Christ. That's what it means to build your confidence because of who you are in Christ. In 2 Corinthians 5, it says, he gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's trespasses against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. God made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And I read that again to point out, you're not just given the privilege of recreation in him. You're given the responsibility to represent him. It says he gave us the ministry of reconciliation. He has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are ambassadors for Christ. We're not just given the option of confidence because of who we are in Christ. We're given the responsibility of living confidently obedient because of who we are in Christ. Think about what that means for your life. What needs to change in your life so that you can say you're living confidently obedient to God because of who you are in Christ? Think about that. There's something. What needs to change in your life so that you can say you're living confidently obedient to God because of who you are in Christ? You want confidence, choose. You are called to confidence as an ambassador of Christ. You can be confident because of who you are in Christ. Your identity is secured in him you are completely forgiven and you're set free into a new way of life. I'm confident because of who I am in Christ. Number two, I am confident because of who Christ is in me. I'm confident because of who Christ is in me. It would be 
such an amazing blessing of his grace just to have our identity and dignity secured in him. But God gives us overflowing grace. It says in Ephesians 1, 7 through 8, that he lavishes his grace on us with all wisdom and understanding. God gives us a measure of grace so overflowing that each one of us is uniquely gifted to live out his purposes and to be a part of his worldwide plan to redeem everyone to bring his glory to the ends of the earth. God didn't grace you for a life of mediocrity. God graced you for greatness. We're given the great commission, saying to go everywhere in his power, helping everyone to know and live for Jesus. We, are, we have the great commandment where it says to, to love him and to love others just like Jesus did. He said his grace is so great that you could abound in every good work. There's no question about it. And you might be thinking like, yeah, that's cool. It's a good thought. It's encouraging. Appreciate that from you. But also in the back of your mind, you might be thinking, if you knew my past, if you knew the things I, I struggle with right now, if you knew how inadequate I am, if you knew the insecurity that I deal with, I'm not good enough, I'm not gifted enough. Show of hands, who here thinks they have a weakness? We're honest now, that's good. <laughs> who here feels like their weaknesses might get in the way sometimes? The Apostle Paul told us what to think about our weaknesses in uh, 2 Corinthians 12. He says, I was given a thorn in my flesh. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in my weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Paul's saying, this is my confidence. Christ's strength is made perfect in my weakness. Therefore, my weakness is my confidence because when I see weakness in me, that just means more room for Christ's strength through me. When I am weak, he is strong. I love this. And I, I know that Paul had to have this in mind when he wrote Philippians 4.13, where he said, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Paul says, Paul's like, you want to know how, how uh, weak I am? I'm so weak. There's so much room for Christ's strength in my weakness that I can do anything through him. I'm so weak that I can do all things through Christ. Paul's saying, I am confident because of who Christ is in me. Even though I am weak, I am confident that I can choose joy in any circumstance. Even though I am weak, I, can, I am confident that, that I can love people that I don't like very much. Even though I am weak, I can be patient no matter what I face in my day. I can serve other people's needs selflessly. I can overcome any sin in my life. You know that thing holding you back today? You know that thing that's been weighing you down as you walk around on campus, that thing that keeps you up at night, that thing that's, that's leading you to desperation and to depression, that thing Christ wants to set you free from. 
He already paid for it. You just have to choose to accept the free gift of his grace for you. He wants to set you free from that. He wants to turn your struggle into strength. He wants to turn your weakness into strength. He wants to take your trials and have them traded in for triumph. Christ's strength wants to be proven through your life. And all you have to be willing to do is say, I am completely weak apart from him. God, give me your strength. Let me live by your strength. I need your help. I can't do this apart from you. Forgive me and help me. And he will fill you with his spirit and he will show Christ's strength through your life. I don't know where I am on my notes. That's available for you today. You can choose to live in that. You can choose to live in the grace of Jesus Christ. You just have to say yes. And if you've already said yes before, just say another yes. I am confident because Christ in me means his perfect strength through me. Despite my weaknesses, I can do all things through him. So my insecurities won't shake my confidence. My incompetency won't shake my confidence. My comparison to others won't shake my confidence. My perception of my gifting won't shake my confidence. If I believe that God really is who he says he is and can do what he says he can do, then my weakness is my confidence because when I am weak, his grace can show his power through my life. I love the way that Paul says it in Ephesians chapter three. This has become a life verse for me because it resonates with my insecurities. It resonates with the excuses that I could make for myself. And it helps me to see clearly why I can live with confidence. In Ephesians three, seven through eight, still the apostle Paul writing. I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. Although I am less than the least of all the Lord's people, this grace was given to me to preach to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ. Paul's like, hey, look, I get it. I'm the least. I'm the worst. I have insecurities. I have weaknesses, but it's not about that. It's not about me. It's not about my weaknesses, and I won't be bound by my insecurities. Even though I feel like the least, Christ in me says otherwise. I am not defined by anything other than God's grace over me and his power through me. I am confident because of who Christ is in me. So I want to live by that. This is why I like to tell people that no matter who you are or where you are at in your faith, God has more for your life than you could ever imagine. No matter who you are or where you are at in your faith today, God has more for your life than you could ever imagine. God has spiritually gifted you to live confidently obedient to him, just like Paul is saying. Even if you feel like the least, even if you think you're the worst, God wants to do amazing things through your life. Let that drive you. Let that drive you into deeper dependence on him and further devotion to him. Let that drive you into his word and stronger spiritual growth habits. Let that compel you to settle for nothing less than his power working through you. Paul goes on in the same chapter of Ephesians. He's reflecting on how he's the least and how God's grace overcomes that. And he says in Ephesians 3, 14 through 21, you got part of it in your outline. The rest is on the screen. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. This is my prayer and my challenge for you today. My prayer is that that you would experience the riches of his glory and the strength of his spirit in you. That That your confidence would drive you to become rooted and grounded in his love. And that you would be filled with all the fullness of God. That's my prayer for you. And my challenge for you is that you would embrace his grace and live out audacious faith that you would live so confidently for Jesus that you could see him do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask or think. You can be confident because of who you are in Christ. You're forgiven, you're made new. You can be confident because of who Christ is in you. You are graced and gifted for a meaningful life, for eternal impact. By the authority and power of God's word, standing firm in the victory of Jesus Christ with the promised help of the Holy Spirit, you can live with real confidence. So as you consider applying this message in your life, I want to give you some declarations that have been helpful for me. They're on your notes. I'll read them, and then we're going to worship together. Let these be a prayer of faith for you. Because of the confidence I have, from who I am in Christ and who Christ is in me. I will step out of my past regret or disappointment and into my future of spiritual abundance and opportunity. I will be separated from any sense of condemnation and will embrace the new me that God really made me to be. I will live a life of impact according to the spiritual gifts and grace that God has for me. And I will live a joyful and blessed life, no matter my circumstances, because my hope is in the unshakable, all-powerful creator, God of the universe. If you want these to become true of you today, let them become real in your life by choosing to trust Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. We're all sinners. We all need saving. Ask God to save you today. And step into the life of confidence that he has prepared for you. Pray with me. God, thank you for being with us tonight. Thank you for speaking to us. Thank you for speaking to every single one of us in such a unique way. God, I pray that you would draw to our attention right now the one thing that you want us to take away from this message, the one thing that you want us to apply to experience real life change. God, I pray that you would not let us get away with living insecure lives. I pray that you would inspire in us a new sense of confidence because of you. For those who don't know you today, God, I pray that they would. I pray that right now people would be choosing to surrender their life to Jesus, saying, I am a sinner in need of a Savior. I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sin, 
and defeated sin and death by raising from the dead. And he is now the Lord of my life. I follow him. I serve him and I need his help. God, I pray that, that there would be people right now praying that. And that for the rest of us, everyone who's already a Christian, that we would sense a deeper need for you and that we would choose to live in that. God, we thank you for being with us tonight. We pray that in Jesus' name, amen.